fuck is up welcome back to the untypical podcast where i talk to guests about weird things that they're into or just weird things in general woo okay so in this episode i talk to a guest about various conspiracy theories that i'm sure all of you have read about or watched videos about like i'm sure every single fucking person out there has watched at least one fucking Shane Dawson video because youtube keeps recommending him to us So and if not even that I'm sure you've heard about these conspiracy theories at least. So this episode is a little different from the other ones. It's more of like a fucking special episode that I plan on doing uh not so often but like uh sometimes whenever I feel like it. So in this in this episode we spoke about the 9/11 conspiracy, the moon landing conspiracy, uh the Titanic conspiracy which was one I didn't know much about. uh the alien invasion and uh the establishment of the one world order and all of this will be explained to you in the course of the podcast so like if you haven't heard of any of these conspiracy theories then you will get to know about them soon enough so you know what uh the alien invasion one kind of ties back to the previous podcast that I did so go listen to that one cuz that goes more into depth about the alien invasion podcast so Uh, listen to that one if that's what you're interested in and you know honestly i need a fucking alien invasion in my life right now cuz everything is fucking drab as fuck i have to get up in the morning drag myself to work drag myself back fucking home and i could do with a nutsack looking object in the basket of my bicycle just fucking hovering over the moon i could i could do with something like that so uh, without any further ado let's give him a call How's it going, man? It's going great. Thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. I really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, in, man. Right. So, uh, the last time we spoke, uh, I remember you talking about the Illuminati and the moon landing conspiracy and uh, the Freemasons. So today, I was hoping we could we could kind of go deeper into those topics. Okay. If that's okay. Yeah, right. definitely. The the um as far as the moon landings go, we have. every astronaut that walked on the moon supposedly was a uh, a freemason so w- what that basically means is if you were not a part of the fraternity of the secret club or however you want to call it y- you didn't get to walk on the moon you you had to stay behind and do the numbers and crunch the numbers and stuff so it's really interesting that a secret society that's good at keeping secrets will send their members to do the secret work. <laughs> um so so if I told you let, let's say if I told you um that let's just say Buzz Aldrin was a 33rd degree mason mm-hmm. and you can and you can track this and you can see what lodge he was in. He was part of the Montclair Lodge number 144 in New Jersey. Uh-huh. So we can track these people so what what we have is a a dividing line between fact and conspiracy because what we what we have are the facts and then we can piece them together and then that because of the question marks can be labeled conspiracy but the fact of the matter is yeah all the lunar missions were conducted by freemasons so i mean uh, can you just tell me what exactly freemasonry is because there are a bunch of people who don't know what it is Yeah so it it's a long it's a long story because they it started you can ultimately trace this back to the Canaanites but it it started by people recognizing that that things get done when smart people talk to other smart people and the only way to get things done in the world is to have smart people talk to other smart people so they they figured out that we can we can gather these groups of people from the colleges whether it be Yale or Harvard or wherever you the the smart people are and we can gather them in groups and form a think tank and a round table and start talking about ways to 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 move and to enact change and to do things that are necessary in the world as far as politics, economics, uh you know what have you whatever is important at the time these people are the ones that say push the final button 
you may know a Freemason or you may have a uncle that's a Freemason or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but we have a we have an entire club over here that's dedicated to Freemasonry. They have an office and everything. Right, yeah. So they're <laughs> everywhere. Just a big club and most of the people aren't in it, like George Carlin said. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that I mean uh, the question that I'm left with is uh so does everything that happens in that happens in the world happen because of them? Are all major decisions taken by them? It it seems to be that they are the umpire of the ball game, the coach at the football field. So so so, so what what is the difference between uh, the Freemasons and the Illuminati? Are they the same, or is it two different clubs? Well, that, that's a good question because the Illuminati was originally started by Adam Weishaupt which was a Freemason, um, in 1776. So it's almost like the, Illum- the Illuminati came from Bavaria. Freemasonry is everywhere. Whenever somebody in Masonry doesn't like the way things are going and they want to change it, change the direction of how where the ship's going, sometimes they break off and form other groups that will basically be around the same thing. So what I what I see is the Illuminati is connected directly between the Masons and the Jesuits mm-hmm. because Oh the Jesuits the Scot- are in this too. Right. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, basically the, the Jesuits are from you can connect them to the Khazars, uh-huh. all the way back to Judea, Babylon, and then the Canaanites. But it, what I what I see America as is as the, the Masonic Atlantis per se. It, it it's where it's the hub. Because what I think is Washington, D.C. is the New Jerusalem in a metaphorical sense. There's the, the, the layout of the streets and everything is so, so Masonic. They have the, the triangle with the all-seeing eye centered on the Masonic temple. So the Illuminati itself is perhaps a sect or, or like a division of the Masonry, of the Freemasons, that actually maybe does a little bit more of the dirty work than the actual Masons itself. So I, I really see Illuminati influence in movies and music and pop culture, whereas, yeah. Well, so so what what you have is everybody from Mark Wahlberg, I believe, is a Mason. To um, yeah. every every major actor is is part of this club, but they're not necessarily involved in politics. So I think there's different sects in sects like uh, sectors of. Um, Control. So the Illuminati may be more towards population, the popular culture, and music and movies, because that's where they can have their all-seeing eye, they can have their pyramid and their symbolism. They put their symbolism to make them seem large and in, in, in this big, fantastical thing. But at the end of the day, it's a cacistocracy. It, it, we're ran by the least among us. So the, the criminals, the, the least among us are... The Illuminati, they're not necessarily the smartest people because the Illuminati controls most of the music and the, well, for one, it's the, all the music is tuned to 440 hertz. So all of that. Yeah, I know. I've heard, I've noticed that too. I've heard that too. Yeah. So I I think because of that, it, it, it creates a dissonance in your head and it, it it doesn't really make things, uh, click very well. Cause if you had it tuned to 432, um, it would be a little bit better to listen to. So th- there's, there may be an evil agenda at the end of it. They, they say, the, let's just say the Masons worship Lucifer, then that would make the Jesuits basically Lucifer's assassins and the Illuminati the right hand man of uh, of these people. So it's it's really interesting because America was started in 1776, like the Declaration of Independence was signed on the exact same year that the Illuminati was started. Way, way back. To, to uh-huh. inter- it's an international but, thing. But then uh, the question that comes to my mind is that uh, why does all of this stay in the West? Why does it never move to the East? Why does it never come to Asia? Well, I, any, I any... think it does. It, it's just more or less hidden. Uh, okay. Because the, when they want to display their power they flash their symbols on everything so if they don't feel the necessity to flash their power then they may not flash the symbols everywhere because uh, mm-hmm. that's all, like on the back of the dollar bill you have the pyramid and the Aussie yeah. eye and that's just flashing their symbols to every single citizen 
the United Nations is really taking control of this because it's it's taking a lot of the major players of the nations and, and connecting them all on the same level. So that's like the political playing field. It, if you get Masons in Asia, they're probably working towards an Asian agenda and it's it will be co-opted by the UN to connect with the agenda in the West. So, so this is the new world order that you're talking about, right? Right, yeah, the New World Order was established in 1776 by the Illuminati. We're in the New World Order right now. Uh, oh, okay. I thought the New World Order was starting soon. The One World Order will uh-huh. start soon. So here's the the key the key thing to to kind of pick it apart. So the the New World Order was to set the foundation for the One World Order. Mm-hmm. We had an old order which was the like the catholics and the um, the romans and all that and now the new world order took is is basically taking religion out of the picture over the next over the course of 100 years or 200 years since 1776 religion has started to dissipate now i mean the population has grown so based on the population the, the members of the religion has increased but i think the way they're pushing religion is they're pushing it off to the side in order to create a one world religion um, instead of these many different sects of, of religion uh, and, and to follow up with that with the religion they're gonna then have a one world government and then a one world currency so one world order simply means that all the religious people, all the financial people, and all the military people will all be on the same playing field internationally. But why is that necessarily a bad thing? Don't we want equality of the the currency? For one, the currency would be equal, so then the economy would be stable, and then for second, if there's just one religion, then religious wars would stop, right? So then why would we not want one world order? That's a good point. I... It's almost like a dagger. If you you want a dagger to protect yourself, you want a weapon to protect yourself. But if you're captured, that weapon can be turned against you. And this amazing thing that's happening, everybody's connected. And every if the wolves are in charge, it's never a good thing. I guess is what I'm trying to say. No mm-hmm. matter what the situation is, whoever's in control means it, it, that that determines whether or not it's a bad thing or a good thing. Um, I think there will never be a point where we never have a war because we need evil to have good in the world. We need day to have night and up to have down, all that kind of thing. So it's a necessity, but it, 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 it needs to be handled differently. And ultimately, the, the one world system is like a utopia if you want to look at it like that. But then the way it's it, – because it's not a perfect world, the utopia of – the one world system will never ever occur because there needs to be evil so the only way to have a one world system balanced will be to have an immense amount of evil present in that system for it to even operate in the first place because you need both because the duality of our reality is directly connected to the polarity of actuality so there needs to be good and evil actually if you look at albert pike in 1879 he wrote three drafts for three world wars and the third one is to delete all religious aspects for one world religion so i ultimately think the one world religion will be called scientism it will at least that's what we call it from the outside looking in because scientism envelops evolution big bang cosmology and um an atheistic dumb uh perspective of the universe so if you delete God out the picture, if you delete creation out the picture, and what do you what are you left with? You're left with dumb mutated apes <clears throat> with no purpose, and, and mm-hmm. but you find your purpose in the system. So then you you have to be a part of the system to have value, to have a reason to live, and, and then that's ultimately what they want is to everybody be a part of this one system. Because if you're in charge of 7 billion people, if you're trying to control 7 billion people, one system would make it easier to control right. all these different people. So it's all just uh, a ploy to control us. It's just easier to control us. 
exactly yeah so it's, so it's, who who want... constitutes the 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 one world government is it just leaders from each country that come together or is it a completely different entity um i think it's going to still have the same basis of the 13 uh, elite bloodlines if because it all it all starts right there so so there's 13 bloodlines in canaan they, they formed the pharaohs of egypt the kings of babylon and that and then that in turn went into the roman empire in judea and then the knights templar and and the khazars and then the masonry and jesuits so this, we can trace all this back to about 5000 years ago where these uh royal bloodlines have taken control of the majority of the population and these royal bloodlines are still intact today and the only reason they can get away with it is cuz they figured out this one simple thing when your blood is pure and when your genes are pure you can intermarry and incest is no longer a uh genealogical or biological issue it it's only whenever your genes are not pure and your blood is not pure that incest becomes an issue so they what that i've heard that uh people do do think that incest is the most natural way of procreating yeah and it's it's quite odd to think about because our society is totally yeah. against it and and it's simply i i think I the mean, way isn't the, it isn't it wrong though i mean don't you think that it's a little messed up I think it, it to me I would never marry my sister if I had one I I have a stepsister but if I if I I would against what I think is right but I maybe they did cousins or maybe they did a certain way to where it was acceptable to them in essence that's how they kept their blood pure and in these 13 families ultimately form this massive tree and this massive tree then branches out into people like the illuminati and the masons and the bilderbergs and the the cfr and, and one of the main controlling forces cuz that's the vatican and london and dc those three are connected the in charge of religion military and, and commerce and, and those three are trying to tie the world together and I, that's why i see the one currency coming around eventually is because our dollar is based on the petrol the, the petrol dollar once we can all come to agree that oil is necessary and petrol is necessary the dollar will be the reigning currency and then all they have to do is crash that currency like they did in the 20s and uh all that to mm-hmm. to then create a new currency that will become the new standard and that new standard will be international since we already came about and said that the dollar is our universal currency so it's almost like they're going to make a universal currency and then crash it then make a one currency for everything that will fix it. And that's the same way they're going to do with the government. They're going to have like the the UN is our one government right now if you if you want to call it that. The United Nations is almost at that point where it's a one world government. Whenever they fake that alien invasion or whatever they do to say that we have to band together and and fight this foe or we have to come together and 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 create a system of weaponry to battle this alien invasion that's what i think is going to happen When, whenever they do that the un is going to become tighter and more tightly knit and 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 then the borders are going to go away because we're only separated because we want to be because they want us to be but the borders will ultimately disappear when the population thinks that an alien race is coming to kill them that's going to be the catalyst for the government the religious aspect will be that as well because i think project blue beam has to deal with uh everything from jesus coming back in the clouds to uh you know whatever muhammad said was going to happen and perhaps for for atheist it will be the alien crafts i i i'm not 100% sure on how it's actually going to happen but all i know is the great deception is it's on its way it it will be here in this century in this it, century that's pretty soon yeah this century it's 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 2019 and it's definitely going to happen i i think it's going to happen before 2031 but oh so I, we're going to be here to see it i yeah i definitely think <laughs> we're going to be here to see the creation of the one world government because the new world order has to crash and burn and out of the ashes will rise the phoenix 
So the one world government will come out of the rubble of the new world order. And, and it just makes sense how they're going to do it because if you look at how they spray the sky so much, <clears throat> it, it, it makes the air thick with, with particulates of whatever they spray. And I think they're doing that to test this holographic projection thing out. And once the air becomes thick enough, then you can project uh, the beams of light into different quadrants for, for the holographic system to work out. Because if you just have a blank 2D screen, like a movie screen, the hologram is going to look flat. But you have to have a dense 3D field to put this holographic image in. Maybe the re only reason they're spraying the skies is to get the air dense enough to allow this hologram to be uh, convincing. And and the government is also pouring fluoride into the water, right? To dumb us, to make us dumber. Well, yeah. Well, fluoride doesn't necessarily make you less intelligent. It makes you more passive aggressive. So if, okay. in, a, in a nutshell, if someone was to come into your house that you know and, and just, you know, um, start an argument, it won't be a big deal. It's just, dude, go away or whatever. <laughs> but it, it just makes you so passive-aggressive that it, if you didn't have fluoride in your system and somebody came in trying to fight, you'd probably try to kill them. And that's ultimately what I think. So, so when the government invades your, your mental space and your life with this one-world system, nobody's going to retaliate and say, this is my space, this is my life. They're going to oh. accept it. Because people are passive-aggressive, it, it looks good if it's shiny and it smells nice and it's what everybody else wants, everybody's going to jump on it. That's why I think that you have chips in your credit cards right now, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's yeah. international because you're, you're in India, right? Yeah. Okay, so when did, that, when did the chips come into your cards? Was it like 2014 or 2015? 20, yeah, 2014, I think. Okay, yeah, so they made that international. Um, I was actually, one of my gigs a while back was to try to get like gas stations to, to get these readers to accept the cards and whatnot. And by October 2014, they would have a fine if they didn't do it. So they put these chips in the cards to get that. Oh, wait, no, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, we, we have a magnetic stripe right now. We're going to get chips. Uh, we got chips like late 2018, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so if when, when you when you put the chip in, uh, so the, cust the, the the at the register they ask for the chip. You you put the chip in, and then you do your number thing on your pin code, mm -hmm. and you take the chip out and you go about your day. So every time you go to buy something, they're like chip, yep, chip, yep, chip, yep. So <laughs> we we have we're we're being pre-programmed for a chip, uh -huh. and this chip is ultimately going to be in your hand um, so you can wave and pay. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So now what happens is every... Let's just draw this scenario out. Everybody has a chip in their hand internationally. We have a one-world system to where everybody is on the same currency and a one-world government that can push all the buttons. So what if... You're one of those protesters that goes out and says, fuck the government, I'm not trying to do this, I'm not doing that. They'll turn your chip off, and you won't be able to buy bread and jelly and, and peanut starve. butter. Okay, so they starve you. Yeah, and this is happening in China right this very second. They're testing it out. Um, there's okay. there's articles written about this where people um, are not happy with it, and, and they want to do something else. But it's not necessarily in their hand yet. They're, they're trying out what's called a social crediting system. Where if, if you are a bad citizen, you are no longer able to operate in the society. Your, your funds are cut off. You can't make connections like you, you can't buy a plane ticket. You can't do this. You can't do that. The only way to do that level of control, to enact that level of control, is to have a one-world a one system. If, so if that's, you what, have, that's what they're doing with our, uh, with our phones right now, right? Because... Right now, I, I usually don't even leave my house with my with my wallet. My phone does everything. It, it pays and everything is done with my phone. So is that what they're trying to do, but with our hands? 
Definitely, yeah. So that it's a good point with uh, because your phone has NFC, so yeah, I can just tap or like wave when it pays. Right, and so that's that's a pre-programming thing too. So it's in your phone. You always have your phone. We're we're I think what's his face? I can't remember his name. Jason Silva. He I think he's he was the one. Maybe not, but I. We are already cyborg. You have your smartphone in your hand. You touch it. You look at it. You do this. You have to wait and all that kind of stuff. But eventually, all of your smartphone thing, everything about it, like the paying, the everything like that, is going to be implemented into your own body. Everybody's going to be comfortable with it because it's already been. It's already you're already holding in your hand like twenty four seven. It's already yeah. part of. It. You feel naked without it. Mm-hmm. So it's what that's another part of it is. It's pre programming this massive deception people are going through their daily lives just doing normal things not realizing they're being pre-programmed for something all these different hollywood movies about an alien invasion coming into new york or manhattan uh, or like los angeles or whatever it's just pre-programming and once they have the programming in place all they have to do is hit start and everything will just run itself okay yeah you know that's interesting because uh I had another guest on the podcast and she uh, has she claims to have met aliens and she has direct contact with them and uh, she said that it's, it's already started and it, in 3 to 5 years uh, they are going to invade us and they they are going to be here and uh, she she also mentioned that uh, we all kind of function on a certain wavelength right now and some of them are at a higher vibration level so they can communicate with aliens better and in 3 to 5 years uh, they're going to eliminate everybody who's not at that wavelength. So, I mean, mm-hmm. what she's saying is that aliens are real and it's not going to be faked by the government. They're they're actually going to come. So, I mean, what's to say that they wouldn't? Well, that's a good point. So there's, there's a lot, a lot of shrouded conspiracy around whether or not the aliens are real or whether they're not. Simply because the way that society's handled the information, if if you look at 70, 70, 85 years ago, if you said you talked to aliens, you'd be locked up in a nut house. Mm-hmm. It, but today, you know, it's 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 basically accepted in a sort of way because over the course of time, we've slowly been adjusted to the fact that maybe they exist, possibly they exist, probably, most likely, and then most definitely. And we've come along this time frame of where it's now ancient aliens is on the history channel and we have mm-hmm. discovery channels searching the bottoms of the oceans for the evidence of this uh, with the with the pyramids being built and all this kind of stuff underwater so it's it's really fascinating to me because the disclosure project came out in 2001 with Dr. Stephen Greer talking about alien reproduction vehicles and there's 250 classified um or documented species of aliens and and all these military people did their uh their testimonies on this and the disclosure project in may of 2001 i think was ultimately shut under the rug or put underneath like this weird little cover-up thing by 9 11 because september 11 2001 Uh changed the entire face of the earth that one simple demolition i'm not even calling anything else it's a demolition of two towers completely changed the entire face of the earth and Wait, it, it, so 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 you don't believe it was a terrorist attack? It was definitely a terrorist attack, but the terrorists were wearing suits and they're in DC. Um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so let's just think <laughs> about this: you had millions of tons of concrete being pulverized, right. but this one little paper passport was able to be found. And of the guy that's on the passport. There's there's witnesses saying that he couldn't even fly a single engine Cessna. He, he there's no way he could fly a commercial aircraft because when he went to do uh, flight lessons, he could barely even operate a tiny plane. Um, but long story short, I think that was uh, um, um, that had many facets to it. But that ultimately covered up the disclosure right. project, and not a lot of people know about that. So there are hundreds of military officials that say aliens do exist, and there's 250 different versions. And but we're, do you think they do, though? Or do you personally believe in the fact that they exist? That I, well, that's the confusing part. I have not made up my mind yet on but whether But isn't it not- kind of... I mean, it's, it's a pretty vast universe, right? It's an endless sea of space. So 
would it not be logical to think that we are not the only life that exists in this entire universe? It is logical. That's that's why I'm wrestling with it because I I'm looking at data from all corners because the it, logically yes we're not alone. See because I think of Earth is flat and it's an infinite plane. I think there's possibility that other life exists elsewhere and it has come to visit us. But mm-hmm. if if it, if that's not the case, then they have to fake it. But what even here's the cool thing, not a lot of people realize is even if the aliens are real, they can still fake an alien invasion. So let's just say we right now, which is what I'm kind of leaning towards this that we have this agreement with the Greys or with the little green men or whatever you want to call them that. Huh. We, we let them test our bodies for stuff. We, we let them take humans for, for tests and stuff. And they, in turn, from learning about us, we learn about them. If you look at the rise of technology, it's directly correlated with the rise of, of alien sightings. The UFO sightings boomed in 1938. Eight, I think Roswell. When did the first computer come out? 1948. Uh-huh. When did, you know... The, the integrated circuit happened in the 70s, and there uh, was a lot of sites in the 70s and 80s. So I, I think we, we're getting our technology, if, if they're real, we're getting our technology from them. Uh-huh. So, so uh, how, how, do you think, uh, how do you think religion ties into all this? Because there's a bunch of subliminal messages uh, in Christianity uh, that, that points towards the Illuminati. So uh, how do you think religion ties into all this? No, well, because so, religion is a belief system, so religious doctrines are not questioned. They they have to be believed, and that's the same way aliens are. If if you if you question it, it's almost like, well, who are you to question it? But you have to either believe or disbelieve, and so religion, I think, is going to ultimately tie into the alien invasion because that they're either going to say that's where we came from. Or, like, like those aliens are the ones that genetically modified us to, to, to be this way. We should worship them. Or it will be the opposite of those are the people that are trying to destroy us, and we need to form uh, a one-world system to, to combat it. Um, Christianity itself is an ancient science. It's been twisted over the course of, I think, two, 3,000 years now. It, it started as a science about your body and about how... Your cerebral spinal fluid flows from your uh, brain down your spine and then back up and, and, and illuminates the, the thalamus in your, in, in your brain. And, and then that's been turned into a story format. So it's going to be like the, the second coming of, of, uh, the, of Christ. Yeah, and that's <laughs> exactly. So it, it, that's what's going to make all the, 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 um, the people uh, abolish Christianity is because when Jesus comes back in the sky and they don't come up to meet them, what does that say? It means the Bible is incorrect. So uh-huh. when they, <laughs> when they, when like, cause it says, and one day you'll be um, in the field and the, and then your neighbor will be gone or you'll be here okay. and they'll be there. If that doesn't happen, that's going to destroy Christianity in, in a second. But wouldn't that cause like mass world panic? If, if people suddenly lose uh, faith in, in, in a religion, wouldn't that wouldn't the whole world just crumble right there when people figure out that the religion that they've been following for I, I don't even know how many years is suddenly just proven wrong? Mm-hmm. Don't you think that people would, would, would flip out? Wouldn't they uh, turn against the government? Exactly. They, that, that's the point. So there'll be riots in the streets, perhaps there'll be chaos here, there, and the government will have to control the people. So what do they control the people with? Doctrine, a more another doctrine. So if everybody everybody wants to put their faith in something, everybody wants to believe in something. So if their belief system and their faith fails, who do they turn to? They turn to the politicians because they're separate than religion because now we have the separation of church and state. They're mm-hmm. going to turn to the state, and the state is going to tell them what to believe, and they're going to believe that. And that's, I think, how they're going to form the one world religion by abolishing religion itself. It, so it's, so it's they're going to come up with a problem and then provide the solution to it. Precisely. 
Yes. So, so that's what they're doing with uh, with diseases as well, right? Don't they create diseases and then push vaccines? Yeah, so vaccines are a really touchy subject. <laughs> it's it's because uh, the way I look at vaccines, honestly, is I think that maybe they started out as something good, and that people have twisted it along the way and added more chemicals to them. And pe- now, now kids get I, I think it's like twenty vaccines before they're eight, before they're four or five or something like that. It may be more. But it used to be like four vaccines before I mean, you're There's four. just more diseases now, right? Per- perhaps. There, there's more identifiable uh, uh-huh. diseases. But ultimately, if you inject your kid with mercury and fetal cells, some bad shit's going to happen. I mean... And that's, that's why there's sudden infant death syndrome. That's why kids uh-huh. ultimately die for no reason right after they get their vaccines. And... I think what it is is some kids can handle it and some can't, it's kind and of that's – it's almost like a form of population control because the people that can handle the vaccines will ultimately grow up to be dependent upon, say, Claritin or Advil or whatever it might be. I, it's, it's almost like you have to cut someone to sell them a Band-Aid. So I think it's almost like you harm the children in infancy so they need your medication later. Right. So again, it boils down to the, to the, to the fact of creating a problem and then providing a solution. It's, it's all just a money-making thing at the end of it, isn't it? Or is it a power thing? Uh, it's totally a power thing because they, they have the banks in the bag. All the banks are ultimately connected. So I, I think it's, 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 about, it's about steering the ship instead of finding the treasure per se if you're if you're hunting for treasure your mind is on money your money focused i got to find this treasure i got to do this money is all i'm thinking about then if if you're not focused on that you can steer the ship more correctly like away from icebergs and stuff like that metaphorically if if you're not focused on money everything else becomes clearer so i think the power is ultimately what they are after cuz money is Money is ultimately nothing to them. To the people that print it, it's nothing. So, so, so to banks and to uh, the people who control the money flow in, in the country, it, it doesn't matter to them. Uh, definitely. Well, well, so the interest rates may matter because the, the, the way that fractional reserve banking works. But the, uh, since the Rothschilds, see, all these people are Masons too. They're part of the, the, the clubs that we're not a part of. So... It all ties back to them. These smart people get together and talk about how we can control the situation at hand and and enact our agenda or the agenda that they want. A funny thing happened when they formed the Federal Reserve. They had senators and people that did not want the the Fed to come to be because they didn't want a centralized bank. These certain people happened to buy tickets on the Titanic. And you, you know the tit- what happened to the Titanic. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, do you know who owned the Titanic? No. Who, who owned it? J.P. Morgan. Oh, shit, no way. Yeah, so now get this. So J.P. Morgan owned, uh, what was it? It was something Enterprises was his ship thing. So he had, I think, three ships. and Two were docked right next to each other. They were built almost identical. Um, if you look up Titanic conspiracy, J.P. Morgan, you might be able to find this, but it, it shows the the Olympic or, or or it was the Olympus. I think it was right. the Olympus. The, the white the White Star Line operated the Titanic was uh, part of J.P. Morgan's International Mercantile Marine Company. Exactly. Yeah. And it, so all he did was he realized that he he could accomplish his agenda of of making uh, Morgan and Chase one of the top people in the banking system, um, and get a bunch of money on top of it by collecting an insurance money, an insurance scam. So the, it's the largest insurance scam in history other than 9-11, I think, because he switched the paint from the Olympic to the Titanic because the Olympic had a uh, was a sound ship, but the Titanic needed repairs. So he couldn't afford the repairs on the Titanic. So all he, all he did was switch the paint so that the the good ship could sail off into the iceberg, kill the people that were uh, against the Federal Reserve, and collect the money so that way he could fix his other ship and, and have his 
his White Star Line successful, the Federal Reserve could be enacted, and the bank could ultimately take control of America. On when they did that, they took everybody's gold, so that no the dollar was no longer based on gold. It was based on a fiat system of fractional reserve banking, which is against what I think the founding fathers of America wanted. And and, and here's the thing too, because George Washington was a Freemason. But John but I mean, Adams, uh, the the fiat system is the one where uh, the the currency value keeps fluctuating, right? With currencies all over the world. Yeah. It's, so so why 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 do you think the founding fathers did not want such a thing? Well, because then your the value of the currency is based on the currency itself. So you can't you can't control that unless you're at the top. So what he what they knew was if somebody's at the top, they could control it however they want. And if you look at the purchasing power of the dollar, it's been going down and down and down ever since the Federal Reserve uh, came to be. So, so what I see is they're crashing the U.S. dollar, but it's going to happen at the precise moment where they can put in another currency to replace it. It is, it's, it's going to be all planned. It's not. It's not going to be. It's going to seem chaotic, but it's not. So another recession in in like so. So they're going to plan another recession so they could. Imp- a new currency. Yeah, I think that's that's the most logical conclusion with that because then you're going to need to acquire this new currency to put food on the table. And Holy if, shit. if okay. yeah, so if, if let's just say a loaf of bread is now twenty five dollars, uh, but it is but it's two W's. Let's just say they're W's. Uh, but you're going to purchase that loaf of bread with the two W's. Because it's cheaper and so on and so forth. So I think that's the the plan is that inflation is going to go through the roof and you can't buy anything with the dollar, but you can with this other currency that's just being presented and, and that's everybody's going to hop on that currency. And who's going to control that currency? The one world government because then everybody's going to be on that currency. And then – it's just going to be a chain reaction. So, from so, then so on. this is so this is going to be a worldwide recession, not just one that hits America. Uh, if it happens in that fashion, yes, it's, that's the most logical fashion. But it, it could be as simple as you remember whenever the, the European Union accepted the euro uh-huh. instead of the pound. Uh, I, I think England only does the pound now. But it, it they I don't think they went through a recession process to go through the uh, acceptance of the euro. So it, it, it may happen in different stages in different parts of the world. It, it may not be that everybody is plunged into poverty all at once. That, to me, would be too suspicious. I'm not a detective, but I would think something suspicious about that if that happened. <laughs> so let, let's hope that doesn't happen. I, I think it's uh, going to happen in stages here or there, but based off of the Trilateral Commission. It, it's like the... DC and London and the Vatican are are definitely going to have a part to play in that. You know, but, so uh, from from all that you've told me and from what I've read and heard, it seems like the United States is the 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 headquarters for all this. But I was planning to come there and study in the next couple of years. But now that I think of it, maybe I should stay the fuck away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. I- here, here's what I think. I mean, if if you do whatever you want, do, do not live in fear because if, if you live in fear, then you're doing exactly what they want you to do. Um, if, if you delete fear out of the repertoire of, of how you live, then, mm-hmm. then you'll that that's the best way you can rebel against this. If you love and spread love. That's the only way to combat this system because this system is ultimately bent on fear and uh, like like war mongering, fear mongering. Like you, because fear is a very easy. You can control people very easily with fear. Damn, there's actually a lot more going on behind the scenes than than the most than most of the general public knows, right? Totally, it's it's it, the world's a stage, but there's more people behind it than what's on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> there's more people controlling the lights and the sound than there are people acting. Oh, definitely. Like Donald Trump, he may be. I, I don't know if he's part of like 
quote unquote the system or not. I haven't one hundred percent figured that out. But even if he wasn't, he's not. He's not at the uh, point of control. He's still in the spotlight. And when you have somebody in the spotlight, you can guarantee they're not the ones calling the shots. The ones calling the shots are the ones that are mm-hmm. in the shadows that ultimately control everything. Yeah, because they wouldn't. They wouldn't keep themselves open to the public, right? They would want to hide themselves. Yeah, and I think that's why most of the uh, wars over the course of time have happened because these people figured that out and they, they want to abolish this system of the people in the shadows and stuff like that. And then over, over the course of time, they're like, we need to start a new world order to get rid of this stuff. And, and then maybe that was twisted along the way. But I, I see countries as sheep pens you have to have sheep in a pen because if you don't they'll run away now how do you keep seven billion indebted wet wage slaves in in the same spot in the same fence you tell them there's nowhere to go Mm -hmm. and if they go somewhere you're going to just be in another fence and you can't go beyond that fence so I think that's why they ultimately spin this around to the to the spinning ball is because on a ball, you have nowhere to go. You can go to country A or country B, but you're still going to be on a board. And, and those borders were defined by the people that want to control those that are in that border. But it's just it's so it, it's thousands of years old that this this agenda, I think what they do is they, they assign a 200-year goal to each generation, and they say this generation needs to finish this 200-year goal, this generation needs to enact this 200-year goal, or so on and so forth, so that way everybody's on the same uh, control system in the in the like the royal bloodlines that are ultimately controlling this. I, how do they keep all this intact? How do they keep everything flowing the way they want? I, I think it's because they tell their children, look, you're born to do one thing, and that's to keep this thing alive or to do this one thing. And that gives that child a sense of purpose, a sense of reason, and a, a, like a value. They have value to their life. But what does everybody else get? You're a worthless, mutated monkey that has no purpose other than to eat, work, shit, and die. And that's how they control us is by taking away our value – and give and selling it back to us. And I mean, the only way they can sell it back to us is if they give us the money to buy it. And then it's a cycle. We're it's, just it's a in an endless loop. Cycle, yeah, it totally is. It's it's just the, the snake eating its tail over and over and over. Oh man, this is already Black Mirror. Oh dude, yeah, Black Black Mirror is an amazing show. I love that show. It's all very very Black Mirror. Like especially the thing you told me about uh, China, the bad citizen thing. Uh huh. It was very, it was almost too similar to that one Black Mirror episode. Yeah, that's uh, another form of predictive programming because the uh, the people in Hollywood are ultimately controlled by the people in in Rome, and the people in Rome ultimately controlled by the royal bloodlines, and so it's everybody is talking to everybody in these secret clubs and that's how they get things done is, is they, they talk amongst themselves, but what they talk about doesn't get outside of that room. And that's, I, th- I think how they get agendas accomplished is because they, oh and, and people want to be, people ultimately want to be controlled in some way. Gives them but, comfort, right? Yeah. They, they don't have to think. They can just follow. Yeah, most people are followers. There's not a lot of leaders, and I think that's what they figured out is that if people have a path to follow, they'll just follow it, and that, and they so they script this path. They mm-hmm. plan it out and, and put potholes along the way, so you need to buy the shoes, and so on and so forth. <laughs> All right. So I mean, so what is even real, right? Well, you, you're real. You're the only real thing that you know of, and that's that's what. You but then, if home. what you're saying about uh, being pre pre programmed is real, then even I'm not me, right? What I'm thinking is not because of what I want to think; it's because I've been taught to think this. Yeah, and that's that's the problem with education is we're taught what to think and not how to think. Mm-hmm. And 
if if you have your own system of thinking of of, of formulating thoughts and 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 coming together with ideas, if that's your your way, then nobody can take that from you. The only thing people can take away from you is what you think. Uh, People can't take away how you think because that's you. They can't dig inside your mind. But if they tell you what to think and they know how you think, that's how they get things done. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, because if they know that you want a leader, if they know you want to just follow a simple path, then all they do is put a leader in place and say this is the path. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, this was this was all really great, man. I mean, I honestly didn't know a bunch of stuff that you told me today. And uh, I really appreciate you coming back on the podcast and talking to me again. Oh, yeah, dude. I really appreciate it, too. It's good to talk to people about this because the more conversation about this, the more people understand that you are your own person, but you're ultimately right. being dictated by this massive control system that most people are not even aware of. Yeah, it's about awareness, right? It's about creating awareness. Yeah, awareness is key, definitely. Mm-hmm, right. So thank you so much again for taking time out of your day. Uh, I really oh, yeah, appreciate I it. Gotta get, I got ready for work and cook lunch and all that good stuff. So I appreciate <laughs> you having me on. Right. Thank you so much. All right, man. Y'all guys have a good one. Fucking A, that was a lot to take in. You know, conspiracy theories have always kept me up at night. And the one about the one world order in a weird fucking way is the one that I now think about the most. Because like, like, you know, fucking, fucking think about it. If we are being controlled, then that would be the easiest way, right? They would want us all to be together so they could control us all together. See, at the end of it, this is some fucking Black Mirror, Bandersnatch shit where free will is a fucking illusion and all. But the truth is, I'm still going to wake up in the morning and have to drag my ass to work and then back home and then do the same shit over and over again till I fucking die. So honestly, I fucking hope that this alien invasion comes soon because I need something new. I need to fly over the moon with that fucking nutsack looking thing in my basket. And, you know, so comment if I missed out on any important conspiracy theory that I should talk about the next time I do such an episode and comment on which one was your favorite theory or the one we spoke about today. So, I hope you enjoyed and thank you for listening.